Welcome to the Push Through Podcast, where each week we tackle some of the most difficult areas of business as a shop owner, contractor, or manufacturer with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking minds in business development, marketing, entrepreneurship, and leadership. These are conversations designed to educate, inspire, and empower business owners and leaders to push through the barriers and thresholds they see before them. Join us for the ride at thepushthrough.com. That's thepushthru.com, where you can find in-depth articles and show notes from each episode. Get ready for The Push Through and your host, Jeff Finney. Welcome back to The Push Through. This is your host, Jeff Finney. And today, before we jump in with Martin, wanted to tell you real quick about the International Woodworking Fair show coming up in 2018 in August. Registration is now open. Uh, go to our show notes and you can go to iwfatlanta.com and there is a code there you can use to get $5 off. So we'd love it if you'd use that. And uh, if you've never been, it's such a great show. I remember the last one that I went to was saw a uh, robotic cell set up where it was loading and unloading parts off machines and feeding other machines and stacking. And man, it was just awesome to watch that kind of technology getting into our industry and it was just unique to see and I spent a lot of time at that booth just looking at where our industry is going and it's it's a lot of fun so if you've never been mark it on your calendar at least go for a couple of days and see what it's all about so again that's iwfatlanta.com visit there get your tickets and use the discount code UCPD18 to get $5 off on this show. So let's jump right into our interview. This is episode two, why work on my business with Martin Holland. Martin is a business coach with Anil Business Coaching. Uh, I'm lucky to have the privilege of having him as my coach. I met him almost two years ago and that one statement of why work on my business is why I started this journey. Uh, of having a business coach. So I'm excited to have Martin on the show. And if you've never heard of what a business coach is, I assure you, you are not alone. So this interview is going to be a great look into the side of business coaching, some of the things that Martin and I talk about when we talk about my business. Get ready for the push through as I welcome Martin Holland with Anil Business Coaches. Martin, how are you? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you? I am fantastic and looking forward to this. Well, thank you for that. And, uh, you know, just since you said it, why work on your business? And I just can't pass that up without saying, because if you don't work on your business, what you've got is a job. That's right. It doesn't, doesn't turn into a business until you do something. But And there's a big difference. There is a big difference, which we could spend hours on, but maybe we'll do that in another podcast. There you go. Well, give us some personal background, Martin. What's, tell us about your family, what you do, some of your social things, what, what, what drives you, what's your focus? Well, I tell you, thanks. Um, I'm a native of Oklahoma, and I lived in Nebraska for a long time, uh, biology major in college, and immediately went into the grain business driving a truck because I didn't know what to do with a biology degree. I right. uh, met, a, met a girl from, Oklahoma, or from Nebraska and married her and moved back here uh, after I'd been up there about 17 years. Uh, I have a son, Nick, who's in the Army. Uh, he's captain in the Army. I have a daughter, Laura, who lives out in Colorado. She owns a jewelry business and been very successful with that. And I have a young daughter named Katie, who is uh, 
currently living in Amsterdam, and she works for the University of Oklahoma College of International Studies. So I'm blessed with that. And then, of course, I have my wife, Diane, who is a speech pathologist, and she runs a pediatric therapy clinic uh, next door to me, as a matter of fact, and has, I think, now eight or nine therapists working for her. So it's, it's been fun, and I'm blessed to have a great family. That's fantastic. So what's your, uh, what's your focus right now as far as business goes? Well, focus with business. Um, my business, I also am a business, and my business is uh, I'm focusing on becoming more online, taking the information that uh, we've worked on that are common to all businesses, what they need to work on to, to reach their ambitions, uh, which I currently do one-on-one, either on the phone or in person. And trying to get that to a larger audience uh, online, so um, it's something quite like a inbound I, marketing and and things like that. Something like inbound marketing. As a matter of fact, so much something like it that it is inbound marketing. There you go. And it is a blast. And that's maybe not what we're talking about today, but one of the great advantages is if you do inbound marketing right, you learn your business uh, so well because you have to break it into segments. So. It's a blast to have great purpose. I'm 65 years old, and I see a greater future in front of me than I've had in the past. So, uh, an inbound is part of that. There's there's a lesson to be learned right there. Just uh, you can you can do whatever you want, no matter what your age is. You can do whatever you want, no matter what your age is, particularly if you really really enjoy it. Yeah. So back us up just a minute on your background. You said something about working a grain elevator. Tell us a little bit about that whole experience. Well, it was, uh, I had zero business training uh, other than growing up the son of an entrepreneur, so I'd heard some language of business. But when I graduated from college, I had good grades, but I didn't want to be a doctor. Uh, so I didn't know what to do, so I went to work driving a truck at a grain elevator. Um, and anyway, when you get around the grain business, that's pretty interesting. Uh, you commodities markets and hedging and futures and farmers coming in selling you corn. It's pretty cool. So I started paying attention and, and learning, uh, paying attention to bookkeeping, which at that time we did in paper books, no computers whatsoever. And uh, anyway, just learning what I could learn and driving a truck. And one day, uh, the owners of the business had fired a manager at another town, at an elevator in another town. And they sent me over to open the doors that morning. And I left eight years later. <laughs> so <laughs> one of those kind of deals. And you told me a story quite some time ago about um, kind of your first um, foray into learning about margins was at the grain elevator, if I remember right, about kind of some spilled grain or something to that effect. Do you remember that story? Yeah, I tell you, the opportunities to learn are everywhere if you open your eyes and pay attention. But my father had been talking to me about margins, gross profit margins. And uh, which I consider to be the most important number in business. Amen. Uh, and anyway, he told me about it. And at the time, this was in the early 70s, uh, corn sold for about $3 a bushel. And we got about a nickel a bushel margin on that. So if we could sell it for $3, we'd, we'd pay two ninety five dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because that's smart or because uh, that's what we wanted it to do, but that's what competition said. Well, one day I was dumping a truck of corn into an auger. And if you've ever done that, any of our listeners ever done that, there's a little pile of corn piles up before it starts running in the auger. And guys used to just walk away from that pile of corn, two or three bushels. 
And I said, well, that's $6 worth of corn. How many nickels in $6? And about 120. It was right. half the margin off that truck of corn. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, holy cow, just a little pile of corn was our share of the profit when we sold that corn. And that started me thinking, it just slapped me in the face that, wow, margins matter. Little things matter. And really, if I had to wrap my business coaching into one word, or it's not one word, it's more than one word, it would be that. The little things matter. It's yeah. always the little things. It's such a it's such a easy concept to overlook in businesses that that gross margin and where all it goes but when you start digging down you find it usually rests in very small things right it well it just almost always does none of your listeners um mostly cabinet makers i presume or woodworkers correct you know it's not that million dollar project that you got that million dollar bid that makes you money matter of fact you get a million dollar bid and you don't handle it right you might lose two hundred (laughs) thousand It's the little bitty things. It's the 1% uh, better on a million dollars worth of sales brings $10,000 to your bottom line. Just right. mathematically, it just does. 2% brings 20000 So it's the little itty bitty things, scrap, you know, labor, uh, install times, not going back a second day, all those kind of things. Well, that uh, sounds like we got a whole other podcast right there. So, Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot um, to talk about. Well, let's jump into more about your your business, your current business, some of your past history. What what's uh, you know from every great business story, it seems like uh, some failure has happened along the way. And um, you know, what was kind of a low point as far as business goes for you? And then how did you bounce back from that? Oh, I've never had any low points, and I've never failed. <laughs> Wait, no, yeah, I have. No. Uh, <laughs> You know, I thought about that. You told me you might ask me that question. I was mm-hmm. kind of thinking about it. And, and uh, you know, when I ask that question, people I usually get some money story or things like that. But my, I've, I've been a part of seven businesses, uh, helped start seven businesses. And the failures I've had are people failures. And in particular, uh, it's in the disruption among partners. Uh, it's been people failures every time. It's uh, that I and our partner started out when thought we had the same visions and goals uh, for the company. And over time, we kind of came apart that we didn't have the same values, the same mission, same vision for the company. And pretty soon that becomes disruptive. I like to think I'm a nice guy and get along with anybody. But when the when you get into the brass tacks, sometimes it's pretty hard. And I actually had two companies that we had started up and going uh, with me and a partner. And both of them was one other partner. Well, one was three partners. One was just another partner. Uh, And they both actually went down because we couldn't get along. One of them completely went away. Everybody lost their money. The other we sold. So we salvaged something, but not near what we could have. So my biggest failures were were people issues. And... uh, that's well. I'll I'll leave it at that. Those those were my biggest failures. Uh, I do I do like to point out because my wife will remind me. I'm kind of the common factor in the two failures, and I have to admit <laughs> that, that that maybe it was me. Uh, but but uh, it was people failures. I did not take the time to align myself with people, or I didn't examine to make sure that the people I was aligning myself with and I thought the same way. Well, I think that's the moral of the story in, in a sense that. 
you know, there's probably hundreds, if not thousands of stories of partnerships that have worked out that are, their businesses are better for it. Some people are geared for partnerships and some aren't, but no matter what, if you have a partnership, you got to be aligned with your partner to where you're, you guys are on the, on the same, same bus and, um, your vision is exactly the same because if you have differing visions, even within your company, if you don't have a partnership, you're never going to reach it. Well, and you know, and for your listeners, Jeff, you might kind of describe what vision is, you know, I mean, it's, it's not a, uh, not something that you just stick up on your website, although you can do that, but it came down to little things like, what do you want out of the company? I want to sell it. I don't want to sell it. I want to keep it. Well, right. I want to sell it. You know, I was real interested in this, but I never said I was going to do this for 20 years. Well, we've got to do it for 20 years. Well, right. how about one of us buy the other one out? Well, what's it worth? Where am I going to get the money? Um, you know, how are we going to agree on that? Uh, who gets to buy whom? You know, so it, it just begins to descend like that. How you treat employees. Uh, you know, you, if you don't have the same, what are we, I don't want to sell out of the vision or out of the company. I want to maintain my vision because I can't leave these guys out of work. Right. Well, I don't really care about those guys. I mean, I care about them. I like them, but this is business. Anyway, those are all things that if you don't agree on, they can cause you some serious heartache. So let's spend just a second talking about <clears throat> kind of a vision because that's that's part of the process of jumping into kind of getting a business coach is not only aligning your company um, and aligning the owners, but it's it's getting that vision so you kind of have that flashlight in the dark of where you're going. Um, explain to us a little bit about how a company creates a vision and, and how that process works. Well, thanks. Uh, it is not maybe the best the place starting place it is the starting place uh, and most people uh, I've talked to a lot of business owners uh, over the last seven years I counted it up I think uh, I had about 175 of these interviews my first question of every business owner I meet is what do you want and the answer I hear most frequently is what do you mean and I say I mean what do you want and they say, well, do you mean me personally or for the business? And I say, I don't know, personal, business, whatever, both. What do you want? Right. And they say, it's a good question. And what I say to them is that if you don't know what you want, can you possibly be surprised that you don't have it yet? It all begins with deciding what it is you want. Then it becomes clear what you need to do to get it. Doesn't necessarily mean it's real easy, but at least you know what you're doing. And I wouldn't. I would say fewer than five percent of the businesses in the United States, of which there are twenty-eight million, have any kind of real concept about what they want. They might say, "Oh, I want more time," or "I want more money," or "I want to be able to retire." Okay. Well, those are kind of things that you want. But what do you want in the way to get there? You know, do you want somebody to take over your business? Do you want to be regional? Do you want to be statewide? Do you want to be Southern half of the United States, you want to be international, you have to have a vision about what you want. Right. Well, and that's, like you said, that's the, the starting point of, uh, like you said, our relationship of, of me uh, having you as my business coach. Um, that was our starting point and kind of defining that vision. And at first, I didn't really understand the necessity of that, but I think you nailed it on the head where you said you there's no way 
that you can get to where you're going if you don't know where there is. So <laughs> exactly. um, I think that was a, a great way to put it. So let's talk in specifics about, you know, what a business owner or a team member or a um, entrepreneur like, you know, would, would do to have a business coach or, um, you know, what's the benefits of a business coach? Kind of just lead us through some of that thought process. Well, there are a couple of old cliche sayings out there, and one of them is you can't see your own bald spot, and the other one is you can't see your own golf swing. And there's a lot of truth to that. The, uh, what, what I say a business coach does is bring information, focus, clarity, and accountability. And information, perhaps I know more than my clients in some area. I mean, I would hope I do. I'm constantly reading and learning. So I might bring some information that they're unaware of. Uh, focus of all the things that a business might do to become better. There's one thing right now that they need every business, mine included and yours too, Jeff. There's one thing that matters the most. If we got that thing improved or got rid of that problem, it would have the greatest impact on my business. The next thing is we have to focus on that thing that we've clearly identified. The last thing I say about a coach is accountability. And uh, I guess I have to add kind of friendship and collaboration to that. But it's really the, the accountability is the important thing. If you have a coach and you have got the information and you've decided what it is you need to do and you've decided that you're going to do it and the reason is to accomplish your vision, you tell somebody about it and they ask you next week, well, did you take that step? Did you make that progress? Did you make that move? Did you read that book? Did you do that spreadsheet? And you say no, and the, and the coach or accounting partner says, really? Why right. was that? And you say, oh, I was busy. A good coach might say, wah, wah, wah. But the point is, if you've got somebody holding you accountable, you're more likely to do it. And oh, there's no doubt all the about that. that. All the things a coach does, I think that that is the most important thing. Somebody to hold you accountable for doing what you agreed to do. I know from my perspective, <clears throat> that's that's been a huge part of the process for me is just, I mean, it's been fun creating that roadmap and, and, and really identifying the parts of the journey along our vision. But, you know, the fact that I've got somebody there to hold me accountable to those milestones and those week by week, uh, you know, progression goals, um, that's been a, that's been huge because in, up, up until this year or last year, um, you know, I really have never had that in my business, never had somebody that held my feet to the fire and, you know, wants to see me do good as much as I want to. So that, that for me you know, is just a, so a big part. Kind of understanding, uh, you know, a story, a, a case, a trial case, I guess, case study is you. When we first met, how much time did you spend on the shop floor in a week? About, about all of it. Yeah. And how much do you spend now? Virtually none. And as I recall, that was literal. I mean, after we thought through where you wanted to go, we realized one of the intermediate steps was we got to get you off the floor so you can work on your business instead of in it. And right. that became our goal. And you did it. And that was our one thing. I mean, that was our that was the one we, thing. We, we laid out the roadmap. We defined the vision. And then we decided what's the one thing that's going to get us farther down that road quicker than anything. And that one thing was getting me freed up to the point where I actually have time to work on the business, not just in it. So 
I mean, that was a, a several month process. It didn't happen overnight, but during those months, I gradually gained time to actually work on my business. And that was, uh, it was kind of like you get a taste of that and it just makes you want more and more of it. So be, because it's better for your business, it's just a w- healthy way to run your business. I mean, it's, it's better for the employees, for your customers, for the business and everything. Which yeah, kind of leads me, leads me into my next kind of point about business coaching is, you know, the, the million dollar question that some people have that's never even heard of coaching is, you know, which we've been talking about the points through this interview, but how does, how does business coach, you know, how does having a business coach actually translate into business growth? Well, that's a great question. And it certainly does not always, uh, but it does. And it really is through focus, uh, and, and accountability to do things. Uh, the first thing of having a vision can transform your business right there. It focuses into growth. I mean, it causes growth because now you know what you're doing. You're not chasing every opportunity or every squirrel or rabbit that hops out of the hole, runs around the bush and back into the hole. But then you get into the particulars, whether it's numbers or how to hire the right people. But uh, when you're talking about growth and in general terms, you must carve out time to work on your business rather than in it. If you uh, are creating a new product, a new sales type, a new system that's going or a new marketing campaign that's going to benefit you, but you're not going to do it today because you have to go out and deliver an order, you're never going to get there. And more than anything, that's what a coach does is help you find the time to work on your business and then helps you choose, as we said earlier, the one thing that matters most, brings information clarity so that we can actually get it done and move on to the next one thing that matters most. But it's that focus, concentration, and taking the time to work on your business and intending to improve uh, that I've seen time after time translate into growth and not growth for the sake of growth, growth yeah. for the sake of increased profitability. Right. Yeah. You, growth with purpose. <laughs> right. Not just, yeah. not just top line. We need more sales type growth. Right. Yeah. I was talking to a group this morning about that subject and I didn't originate it, but I'm sure copying it. I said, sales is, is uh, business pornography. Everybody wants to look at those sales, brag about sales, talk about sales, tell everybody I hit a million, I hit five million, I hit 10 million. Really cool. Hey, he owns a $10 million company. Well, one of the gentlemen in the group is a $25 million company. He said, I got the 25 million and I was so happy until I realized I lost a million dollars. We cut right. back. We're now about a $15 million company and we made it $1.2 million last year. I'll take the latter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> every, every day. <laughs> Well, before we wrap up, uh, you know, you and I like to talk about kind of what's the one thing. And, and we I think you and I referenced that a lot during our conversations. And I wanted to make sure and include that in this interview before we get to the conclusion here. But um, sure. let's kind of talk about a takeaway or a one thing that, you know, from a business owner's perspective that possibly has never even heard of business coaching. What what's the one thing that they can start doing to move in the right direction, whether it's getting a business coach or not? Well, I tell you what, I think the number one thing, and this is not self-serving as a business coach, because I should say, hey, call a business coach, we'll walk you through it. But one thing you should do is take out a piece of paper and with your spouse or with your partners, write down what you want. Assume or picture your business in three years. What does it look like? How much do you sell? How many hours a week do you work? 
how many people work for you, uh, uh, how many locations do you have. Take the lid off a little bit. Uh, don't constrain yourself by saying, that could never happen or I'm not good enough. Don't do that. Just go out there three years and write down what you want. And it is not good enough, one, to say more money, more time, more freedom. That's nothing. I want to make $1,121,250.50. Be specific. And, and take the lid off. Don't limit yourself. And once you get that, you can start to picture the things that you need to do in the interim to get there. But it all starts with that. The vanishing or the vast majority of people I talk with about that simple step, do not do it. So you can separate yourself from the pack just by doing that. Take out a piece of paper and write down what you want. Yeah, again, we kind of end on that same point we started on. You know, uh, if you don't know where you're going or you don't know what you want, then, then don't be surprised if you don't get there. Yep. I think that's the moral of the story. And what's the uh, Jim Rohn quote we were talking about? If the prize is apparent, the price is easy. Yep. And he has a follow-up on that. And he says, if there, if there is no prize, no people will pay no price. Right. And you get it. Yep. You're not going to work your fanny off for nothing. But if you can see it and if you believe it, and if you really think back when we were kids, you wanted a car or maybe you wanted a new shotgun or you wanted a pair of roller skates or something, bicycle. You found a way to get it. You mowed the yards, you did it, you know, something that you went to bed thinking about. Right. If you have that vision for what you want, you'll get it. That's fantastic. Well, let's, uh, let's do the quick cuts. So the quick cuts is just the five questions at the end of our interviews that I'm going to ask every uh, guest and just to get some of their kind of favorite things. So, uh, Martin, give us your best overall advice or quote you like. Man, I got a lot of quotes I like, but I'm going to put one in that's uh, similar to the, if you don't know where you're going, and it's from Brian Tracy. And he says, the foundation of all success, both personal and professional, is clarity. And he's saying the same thing, uh, the Yogi Bear quote about, if you don't know where you're going, you'll wind up somewhere else. He's saying it the same way. But that's the, I just love that. If you know that the foundation of all success, both personal and professional, is clarity. Gotcha. What's a, what's a personal habit or trait that makes you better or more successful? Well, I read at least 20 pages a day. I get up at 5.30 in the morning and uh, have my coffee and, and read. Uh, I miss it sometimes, but the habit is there. I'll resume. If I miss a Wednesday, I'll be back on it on Thursday. What is the future of our business and sales and things like that? What, what does that, the future look like to you? Well, there's so much, so much changing, but so much is the same. We could do a, an article on that. But mm-hmm. one of the revolutionary uh, innovations is inbound marketing. I think you even used the word earlier. And this is a philosophy of marketing that instead of yelling at people with a megaphone, you use a magnet to draw them to you. And you do that with a philosophy of giving. You give information, uh, advice, and things without any request buy from me and people begin to learn who you are learn what it is you sell and come to trust you and it's just magnificent and i'm entirely into it it's an amazing concept and it's uh it's real fun to learn about and we'll expand on those topics uh later on in the podcast and the articles so 
what's a what's an app or something used on a daily basis anything uh, a resource or whatever that helps you or uh, makes you better well i tell you uh, like i said i'm 65 and i'd like to tell the people i work with that when i started business we didn't have copiers and now i've got an iphone on my uh, desk that's more powerful than the computers right. i started out with but i'll go more specific than that um uh, there are tons of great software out there. Open your mind. Don't shut your mind. And they will come to you and they're tremendous software. But one of the, my major innovations is, is the use of uh, Google Drive. I used to keep everything on my computer and, and right. jumping over to Google and jumping in with both feet. It's Google and Google Drive. Super powerful. If you've never been on it, it's a, you can do about whatever you want through their whole suite of apps it's pretty right. pretty awesome so let's end with the last one here martin what's what's your favorite book i uh, got a lot of favorite books but on this podcast i will recommend one of my favorite books and it is the compound effect by darren hardy it's a really easy read but it really helps you begin to focus on uh, improving yourself and your business fantastic book and it's also on audible i've got it on audible and paper copy i've read it and listen to it two or three times. It's just a uh, man. That's a fantastic book, and I've given it to several people. It's so easy to read, and it doesn't just apply to business; applies to anything, just life, life. in general. Yes. So, um, Martin, well, how uh, before we wrap up, uh, how can our listeners connect with you? Uh, how can we get to your website, or do you have an e- ebook, or do you have any kind of resources that we can enjoy of yours? Well, thank you for asking. The best way is to go to my uh, website which is www.anealbc.com, and that's A-N-N-E-A-L-B, as in boy, C, as in charlie.com. Click on my articles. I have a number of articles and resources up there to help people get started. Uh, if you subscribe, I'd love it. Uh, my email and contact information is there. If anybody had any questions, I welcome their emails or phone calls. A link to Martin's website and the articles he spoke of are in the show notes or on our website at altcab.com. Thanks for joining us today, Martin. It was a fun time. I appreciate it. And until next time, we'll have you back on the show. And uh, thanks for listening to The Push Through. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Push Through Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and visit thepushthrough.com. That's thepushthru.com for exclusive content, articles, and more.